0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Creative and Balance Podcast. I'm not gonna spend too much time talking for this intro. I am too excited to get this one to you. I can only describe this episode as an epic. When have you ever heard me say that? Never, it's got a little bit of everything. Today's guest is comedian, actor, entrepreneur, Mr. Lars Classington. We talk about his origins of getting into the business, share a ton of laughs, he brought his guitar in named Daryl, he plays some absolutely hilarious songs, and around all this, Lars brought in a piece of paper with some incredible tips on how to get started as a content creator. It's actually very inspirational, and uh, yeah, if you have an idea or you already have something going, he's got some incredible advice. And whether you're hearing these tips for the first time, or these are just awesome reminders, by the end of this, I was super fired up to just make shit and continue on this path, keep rocking with Girth Radio, and here's another Creative and podcast coming at you right now.
1: Live from Pacific
2: Junction Hotel, Girth Radio.
3: We are rolling. Yeah,
0: we are rolling. Yeah, let's yeah, eat tacos and cover what we. Need I to know cover. It's, it's hard to to focus on hosting Paint with a these picture. delicious greasy tacos. Don't focus <laughs> on hosting. Just focus on eating tacos and hanging out with me. That's it. Yeah. Well, at least let me set this up. I am here, Creative and Balanced Podcast. See, I got I got pulled pork in my mouth, and right. it's making me choker. Yeah, but the so. viewers
3: at home
1: know that now. You've painted the picture; they understand. They're gonna give. Him, hey, if you're at home, give him a break. He's he, trying to enjoy a fucking pulled yeah, you gotta, pork taco.
0: You gotta eat to live, people. Right. And this show is about life. And speaking of people who I love in my life, we are with Lars Classington, the Laughing Viking, actor, comedian. All-around entrepreneur. Thank you for coming in. Big bite. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
3: I timed that perfectly, so I took a big bite. What did you get again?
0: The alligator or the fish? Oh, you you just said fish. I got
3: fish. As intrigued as I
1: am about alligator, I don't know. I don't know if our alligator is maybe not doing so well these Mm -hmm. days. I feel like an alligator has it tough enough in the world without me eating it Mm -hmm. thousands of miles away from where it lives. It's like...
0: And plus, like, all the prejudice they get, like, everybody mistaking them for crocodiles once right. in a while, and it's, it's a hard life right. being an alligator.
1: It said that on the menu, alligator alligator tacos, not to be confused mm. with crocodile tacos.
0: The menu here is pretty cool, too. Like, uh, even if you look at the pizza toppings, they have, like, fucked up shit that nobody will ever order, like crickets and... Really? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I'll order that. Yeah. I hear that's, like, a wave of the, the future. Yeah, yeah maybe... Cricket. Maybe cricket for dessert, protein.
0: we'll just get, like, an extra cricket pizza. Yeah.
1: They make cricket flour now? <laughs> for real. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's very high high in protein, and they're easy. Like, they grow quick. So it's like a crop that you can grow quickly. It's like sort of a sustainable food. <laughs> they eat it a lot in, in uh, like, Asia and places like that. Yeah, yeah. It's gross to us, so. Yeah.
0: I don't know. It might just have a stigma behind it. It might yeah. be delicious. Probably tastes like chicken, like everything
1: else, right? I think it all comes down to seasoning and sauce, regardless of what you're eating. Like, Mm -hmm. people who say they could never be vegan or vegetarian because they love ribs so much. You don't fucking love ribs. You love barbecue sauce. That's what you love.
0: Yeah, I can see that, too.
1: You love barbecue sauce. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can be like, oh, but I like the texture of the meat. But really, you like barbecue sauce. And murder. (laughs) And murder. (laughs) (laughs) This is a different kind of take. If you're mm-hmm. listening to this episode right now and you're thinking, hey, I'm a big fan of the show, but usually I can hear their voices better and there's not tacos and nachos crunching in the background, <laughs> this is not one of those episodes.
0: <laughs> I feel like I'm consciously chewing into the mic, too, just because. We're, we're changing, changing the game. Right yeah, there. yeah. Yep, here we are. So, Lars, I want to say uh, a couple years ago I, uh, I filmed you doing this Valentine's show oh i remember there's there's a song you performed and it's been in my head for two years (laughs) like word for word if somebody says the word or like this like just in a sentence like pretty girl like my my brain just goes you are very
1: pretty girl i've like implanted like it's like an earworm like you have a your brain has like a seizure when you hear those two words yeah yeah the seizure is caused by my song
0: <laughs> would you uh, mind if I edited that song in there just so
1: they could hear it I'd play it here yeah. live live
2: from the center of the earth
3: Girth you're a very pretty girl I love your eyes and I love that smile You are a very pretty girl Maybe later we could talk for a while Oh, maybe later we could talk for a while Yeah, maybe later we could talk for a while And then we'll screw, screw, oh I love screw you i want to screw screw oh i, I hope, hope you do too i want to screw screw oh i love to screw you cuz you, you are a very, very pretty girl, girl. yes you are a very pretty girl right magical Hmm. There's a, there's a rapid it. rise in humidity in this room right now, Sean. <laughs> there's going to be some damaged wood in this room tomorrow. Windows are fogging. Second verse. You're a very pretty girl. I love your hair and I love that shirt. I said you're a very pretty girl. Maybe later you and I can flirt Oh, maybe later you and I can flirt Yeah, maybe later you and I should flirt And then we'll screw, screw Oh, I want to screw you I want to screw, screw Oh, I hope you do too I want to screw, screw Oh, i love to screw you Cause you are a very pretty girl because you are a very pretty girl. Right? I love it. If you're listening at home right now, uh, you better go do a pregnancy test. My shirt's you off. Maybe pregnant.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't ask how it works scientifically. It's just one of those mysteries of life. You're pregnant, even if you're a man right now. And you're like, I'm a, ma- I'm a dude.
3: Dudes can't have buns in ovens. You better check your oven because you got a big old bun. <laughs> All right, here we go. You're a very pretty girl I really like you and I hope you like me I said you're a very pretty girl Maybe later we could see a movie yeah, maybe later we can see a movie. Well, maybe later we can see a movie. You know what that means. Maybe later we can see a movie. We'll put a big old buttery
1: popcorn. We'll cut the bottom out of it and a bunch of extra butter. Maybe a blanket so nobody knows what we're doing. You know what I'm talking
3: about. Maybe later we can see a movie. Yeah, maybe later we can see a movie. And then we'll. Oh! Ah! Oh! 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 oh and you can. Ah! Ah! Ah, 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 ah. we can oh, all ah, ah, oh, oh, ah.
1: Cause you, you are, are a very, very pretty, pretty
3: girl. girl Yes, you are a very pretty girl Yes, you are a very Lasers, lasers, lights, cannons, cannons, lasers, lights, cannons Confetti cannons, lights, lasers, snowbirds Double snowbird back. And just when you're thinking, holy shit, the snowbirds never do it twice. It's always once. A triple snowbird flyover. Dangerous. Over. Wind chimes, wind chimes, wind chimes. And then always end, is my acronym, always end with seal. A-E-W-S. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. There used to be a gr-
1: a Batman
3: Forever, Always
1: oh yeah! Always end in seal. It's a it's a show little known music and showbiz um, pearl of wisdom, I guess. Mm-hmm. Always end with seal. A E. It's that only is. professional to end
3: with. There used to be a great right. Yeah, now there's so much you can say. Power, my pleasure, my pain, baby. it's <laughs> so
1: a oh, yeah. Seal, give it up for Seal getting a shout out.
0: But Lars, did you know that when it snowed? My eyes come down no, and down.
3: No, 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 no. I no, know no. that, but I had no, no, no. I had an inkling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there used to be a great devil. No, 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 no. Devil. Now you remain. My power, my pleasure, my pain.
0: Girth <laughs> 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 RADIO Do you still oh, have wait, um, I, the, I, the same guitar? Like,
1: um... Yeah, it was still be what, the same. What text. was her name? Daryl.
2: <laughs> yes,
1: Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> His name. I, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> my wingman, my soulmate, my buddy. He's been there through a lot of things. Yeah, that was great. We we met. Uh, we met in a cool way, didn't you? Film an episode of Leeson's Laugh Lounge, which is my comedian buddy Jeff Leeson's show. It was a pilot show. Didn't you do that um, first? I don't and think that's so. How we met? Actually, I.
0: I forgot about this till right now. We met at a go bus station and I oh, don't even, shit. I don't even yeah, remember yeah, yeah. the station. Like in, it was like, like in Brampton or somewhere. It was like above yeah, yeah, Brampton. It was yeah. like one yeah, of those like ones Georgetown people don't stop Pleasant in. Or something like And that. yeah, I was yeah, visiting like a friend or something. And this was like the easiest way for me to get back in yeah, the city. Like the and I was like, wow. Occurrence. And yeah, I, I was on a
1: go bus, I think back from Guelph to Toronto. Yeah.
0: And uh, you notice me with my camera gear. Right. It's coming back to me right now. I'm, yeah, I'm piecing yeah, it, it together as to I'm talking. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, you're just like, oh, what do you do? And you're like, oh, I'm a comedian. And you know what? I have, That's the first time we met. But I think I've seen you like on TV before then. Yeah? There was a... I don't know if it was comedy network or something but they used to have all these little shorts of people yeah
1: yeah you did and yeah yeah, yeah. okay it's so called upload yours on comedy network that's a, literally yeah. the first thing i ever did in comedy before i ever stepped on stage i made a couple comedic raps one of them was called my balls yes
0: that's the one i saw yeah, yeah. and and uh, i didn't like even like piece that together Together till like a year later Like I just saw you on Facebook Like upload that again I'm like Oh my god It's the My Balls guy That's (laughs) Lars That was you (laughs) Because I remember It just came on like late at night And me and my dad Were like laughing Like So the I only remember the part Where you're just like You raise a question in the song, and then you're just like, my balls, my balls. (laughs) Like, the answer is my balls to everything. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. Basically, if you have a question in life, the answer is my balls. Can you uh, give us a couple lines of that? It was like... Who won the MVP?
3: My, my balls. balls. Whose name's on the marquee? My balls. What comes with a guarantee? <laughs> my balls. My balls. My, my balls. balls. My balls. So with, most of the lyrics
1: were my balls.
0: So within making that, and uh, did you watch the premiere of it on TV as well? Or? I don't think I ever actually saw it on TV. <gasps> no way. No. Oh, because no. I was gonna see. Ask like, what would that be like to just. See your like yourself pop on television just yelling, my balls. I want to hear ba-
1: a, cr- a, a crazy story. Sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 no. Tell the story. I'm yeah. about to sing my balls. Yeah. Crazy story about that. I did. It was one song called My Balls and another song called um, uh, Sexy White Guy mm-hmm. that I heard it to a friend and it just made my day. There was, a, there was another show. I was on another stand-up show that fell through that I was super pumped to be on and wasn't able to do it so i was a little like uh oh, like and this was only like I don't know, less than 6 months after starting stand up at all like i made these youtube videos before i started stand up but they made it they made their way to comedy network Six months later. Oh wow! But a friend, a neighbor friend of mine, she was like, "Oh, I just, I we were watching Comedy Network late at night, and your my balls popped on, <laughs> and, which is hilarious. Yeah. Like, you saw my balls on TV. That's a, it's a by the way, that's a great title, just my balls. Because you'd be like, Have you heard my? Have you seen my balls? Have yeah. you heard my balls?'
0: And it's like something too. Like you can hear that and see that song once, and you'll remember it. It's right. just like what
1: the fuck. Had a real <laughs> hardcore like." <laughs> didn't it like a uh, like a kind of I, I I
0: just remember like
1: call it up. Uh, go go. You can go on YouTube. Lars Classington uh, is my channel, and type probably if you type Classington, my balls it'll come up. <laughs> it's great. And wow, have memories. Man. Yeah, yeah. And how did That's like hilarious?
0: How did like Comedy Network get that footage? Did they see it on YouTube first, or they you made a, it for it?
1: They don't, No, I I didn't make it for it. I just made the video. At the time, I just was like starting to get into more creative stuff comedy stuff obviously watched lots of things on comedy network especially john lejoie if you remember him mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. what's his my genitals my genitals uh, yeah i can when, see the influence in yeah, him, yeah everything all his shit i mean mine was just a shittier version of that one really is is what it was, it was heavily, i don't know my balls is a banger it's pretty solid heavy heavy influence from john lejoie though so john lejoie if you're listening you helped launch Lars classington's career, and if you're like, "Who the hell is Lars Glassington?" you'll hear someday. Um, so I made them. That was great. Like it was sort of an itch. I had something burning inside me, and that was hilarious comedy about my balls that I wanted to share with the world. <laughs> <laughs> and my friends, really more more for my friends, like a little bit. Yeah. But it caught traction, and people loved it. And I loved the process. I had a couple people help me make it. Like my two two buddies helped me. They were cameramen on a shitty, like... I don't even remember what kind of camera it was, but it was shitty. <laughs> and we filmed for, like, 12 hours. And then I edited for, like, 24 hours, like, just nonstop on iMovie. I remember being up at 6 o'clock in the morning, just being like, oh, I got the edit. When I say my ball's there, I got to, like... Trying to fix, <laughs> like, edits. And it's, it was on a shitty laptop, so it was slow, and it kept crashing, and uploads were failing. and But it was the first time, really, where... A button or a switch clicked in my brain where I was like, "You have no concept of time right now. You're loving what you're doing. You're you just stayed up all night. You haven't really been thinking about food. You haven't been thinking about any other actual obligations in your life. I was so immersed into it that I loved it. That that was those two things were really what launched me into comedy. Where it was like, I need to be doing more of this. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Matt. That's that's good to know too because that, that was a question I was gonna ask like later on like." how you got into this. And it's it's crazy how my initial viewing of what you've been up to was like the spark
1: that Right. Kind of caused the ripple effect. Yeah, you saw my birth. You basically witnessed my birth. (laughs) I was in the hospital. And and here we are. You've seen me like at the beginning of my career, and and now this is, at this point right now while we're recording this, if you're listening to this, you're probably going to be listening to it later, but up till now, this is the furthest I've been along in my career, because I'm here in the present time with you. Mm-hmm. amazing you've been yeah. here for the journey i love it Sha-la-la-la. yeah and we don't even see each other that often but no, i just know really, i'm just like you just kind
0: of cool, pop man. in my life here and there yeah. like whether it's on the television or at right. the ghost station it's yeah. just lars is always going to be around he's like, right. he's like my G- little jimmy cricket just, just come out up. of come out of <laughs> yeah. nowhere yeah say, say a few weird <laughs> RKO things on
3: your shoulder nowhere. and then i'll just <laughs> yeah. disappear yeah
1: <laughs> no that's amazing and no uh, oh, that was great and then so I, I guess if, if you want to keep the conversation on, uh, if this is my origin story. Is that what mm-hmm. we're doing? We're, we're getting people up to speed on who the hell I am and how I started. I actually started stand-up after answering an ad on Kijiji in London that said, so you want to be a comedian? <laughs> and, it, and it was guys running a stand-up show um, in London that they were doing, booking like one-nighters at bars. And it was guys that were at Yuck Yucks and... Um, uh, up-and-comers, some amateurs, some semi-pros. Uh, Dave Lawrence is one of them. The, oh, cool, the, cool. He's a, now he's a radio DJ out uh, out east. I forget the station, but he's out in Halifax or somewhere-ish. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, the, the troupe was Gigolo's. So I was like, oh, we're starting this thing called the Gigalos, but like Gigalos, but Gigalos. Yeah, so yeah. A bunch of guys, bunch of... Or a bunch of laughing bunch whores. A mm-hmm. bunch of white guys talking about their balls and dicks, basically, mm-hmm. yeah. is what <laughs> it amounted to. But, so I, I saw that, answered, met them at a bar, and they told me that, oh, we're starting these shows. So we're looking for opening acts. And and I was like, yeah, I'd love to do that. I haven't done stand-up per se, but I love comedy. And I showed I actually showed them my balls. <laughs> of course, it's it's brilliant. For the first six months of my yeah. career, really, all I was doing you was were the my balls guy. My balls. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, oh, what's he done? Oh, well, let me show you my balls. Um, I'm a sexy white guy. <laughs> that was like the the one two punch. Um, but no, they I they they were like, yeah, we get a sense that you're cool and funny and goofy, and we want to give opportunity to people. So they they said there's a yuck yucks amateur night in London. Two days from now, there's a spot. We know the MC. Go on, and that'll be kind of like your quote unquote audition. So I went and did stand up at an amateur night at Yuck Yucks, kind of a classic Canadian story. And I distinctly remember walking from my house in London to the downtown Yuck Yucks. uh, And now it's moved to the fair. So it's not at a, it's it's at like the racetrack now. Mm -hmm. But um, the downtown, and I had like Eminem Eight Mile Soundtrack. And I was just (laughs) totally like zoned out. And I kind of had a, not not verbatim set list but but point form like i knew i knew what i was going i kind of practiced a little bit and and went over it in my head visualized it but i was just like oh fuck yeah i was so pumped i remember walking down like this is this is your new life now like it was oh, a it was cool. a distinct moment like this is what you were fucking made to do and i remember being backstage like oh yeah you were born of this you're going to love you like all this most <laughs> a, a lot of the, a lot of it was just delusional uh positive self talk from from my previous business career. I knew that visualizing and and positive psychology and positive self talk. Like if you're going in a sales meeting and you're thinking, oh, this is gonna go shitty. He's probably not gonna like me. It never mm-hmm. goes well. Yeah. So I kinda had transferred that so I'm backstage being like trying to get over my nerves by pumping myself up. So I'm like just a bull in a fucking bullpen yeah. China shop back there. Just like, oh yeah, fuck. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it yeah and
0: how how'd it go amazing like, yes amazing. yeah
1: but amazing awesome i mean looking back it's it was it's not an amazing set by any means but i just i came out with a ton of energy i was different than the energy level before and i was just manic and frantic and big and loud and shocking really is is all i was and i mean mm-hmm. i'd like to think some of it was funny yeah yeah real, <laughs> but a lot of it was just like this big giant crazy guy that kind of Changed the energy in the room a little bit, but it yeah. went great, and then I got hooked. I didn't. I haven't stopped since. That was October of two thousand nine, so that was eight years ago, and I've just been a constant.
0: Yeah, yeah. Constant Even jumping sense. into doing acting too. Like yeah. You've
1: done like commercials and yeah, everything. Like,
0: so was that just like a natural progression for you? Like you, you wanted to stay in the entertainment it's, industry?
1: And it's honestly, the the thing that I my influence growing up was more television sketch comedy, uh, Saturday Night Live. Um, kids in the Hall, uh, In Living Color, uh, oddly enough, Pee Wee's Playhouse when Fuck, I was really yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. old. You
0: know what? That's mind. probably so many, like, comedians' influences, but it's just, like, from when you're, like, fucking right. five years old or whatever, it's just, like, you forget about it. Yeah. But, like, psychologically, that probably, like, push you towards time. that. It was way ahead of its time.
1: Yeah. And, and I actually... Um, I, it was the first thing... I, Every Saturday morning, I would put a VHS tape in and record that religiously, and then later on, I did that with Simpsons and, but Kids in the Hall, Saturday Night Live, uh, in Living Color, all of that sketch comedy. Oh, yeah. So when I when I started comedy, it was more because I wanted to do that kind of stuff. And stand up, I learned about later. Stand up was more. Well, how can I get started now? The great thing about stand up is you just have to show up. You don't even have to bring you don't have to bring anything. Mm-hmm. The mic's there, you just fucking walk on stage. Yeah, especially in
0: Toronto, thing. like every two nights there's an right. open mic somewhere.
1: You right. Know? So for me it was like, okay, I originally started because I was hooked on comedy and YouTube comedy and started there, but then it was like, Well, sooner or later I gotta do this live in front of real people, so might as well start doing stand up. And then for a couple years really all I did was stand up. And then i sort of click like okay you didn't really start this just to only do stand-up what about tv and film and commercials so i moved to toronto in 2012 and i was really lucky to to have a connection that uh, got me an agent as well the former owner of the yuck yucks in london uh, connie Winkleman, was one of the owners she was before she was an owner at yuck yuck she was an agent in toronto so she had some connections and she set me up with a few meetings. So, like six months into being in Toronto, I had a TV and film agent. Oh, fuck, so now yeah, I'm like, yeah. Okay, now I'm going to commercial auditions and um, TV show auditions and things like that. And it just kept rolling. So, yeah, yeah. exciting times. Yeah. And, and then, and, yeah. And to, to get back to Pee Wee's Playhouse, I just filmed a show. I think I can talk, hopefully, I can talk about it. Um, in the fall, I filmed five episodes I was a recurring character series regular in five episodes of a brand new show called Oh Yuck which is it's a kids comedy show but based in science so everything nasty gross stinky slimy sticky gooey smelly like think of a thing like that is gross in the world and they wrote an episode about it Uh, and I play the lazy handyman at the at the lab um Dr. Yuck is the is the 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 main I guess the main character the the character of the show mm-hmm. uh, and then there's a co-lead Pristino clean but it's the reason I brought this up is the show's hilarious they just released the trailer online I think it's gonna air in Australia first and then they're in talks with other networks like online networks like, yeah. The one that rhymes with Netflix. Yeah. Um, Talking with them. I don't know the, the behind the scenes stuff uh, as far as distribution, but it's a lot like Pee Wee's Playhouse in the fact that it's a very cool universe. There's puppets and there's weird characters and, yeah. and a head in a jar. And, and like, with
0: you being like your comedy style is so animated, that's got to right. be like the dream for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: The role was amazing. When I got that role, I was like, this is fucking built for me. This is like. It's first of all, it's a lazy handyman, the maintenance man. My my character is Lou Handy, and I'm the <laughs> maintenance man. My nickname's the main man, so it was just always like, hey, 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 yep, it's me, Lou Handy, the main man. Get it? Because I'm the maintenance man. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like my nickname, because I'm a superhero. I'm a plumber, just like r- yeah, ridiculous yeah. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. just, but I literally would get my sides and. Um, be looking at the script and laughing out loud like, oh my God, this is so funny. Thinking in my head how I'm going to do things or a, a lot of, I, I like to do a lot of, my influences as far as acting are physical actors. Um, so like Chris Farley, Will Ferrell, Jim Carrey, those, those kind of crazy people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so instinctively I see a script and I'm trying to figure out physical gags that I can do and how I can... Funny faces I can make and weird shit like that. So, mm-hmm. and honestly, there was times reading the script where it was like, "What would Homer Simpson do? What would Ace Ventura do? What would Newman from Seinfeld do? Or just, what would Kramer do here?" Yeah. like it so was he's all, just like uh, it was. All, he's,
0: he's, he's he's the megazord of all like, totally. the crazy yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's like comedians. He's
1: he's basically Lou Handy to me since I played him. Uh, is is uh, like Homer Simpson. Um, Family Guy, what the hell is his name? Peter Griffin, mm-hmm. uh, Newman, Kramer, and fuck Ace are all wrapped into one. It was so fun. That sounds it incredible. so fun. Yeah. Shout out to Oh Yuck and the two leads. Oh my god, Kane Kane Tremels is an Australian actor who lives in L.A. now. Amazing, and Nia Rome is seventeen-year-old girl who this was her first first thing like out of the gates. She Her first TV gig is lead in 26 episodes, and she crushed it. Oh, wow. Amazing. Good for her. I yeah, love hearing shit like that. So That's fun. awesome. So fun.
0: Yeah. And uh, from that, I see you're getting into like the business life with the same type of umbrella almost yep. to help out people who going through their path of being, whether yeah, a comedian or actor,
1: podcasting. And it's called Laughing Vikings, am I correct? Laughing Vikings is my production company. Yeah. So for my own comedic uh, entertainment productions, so web series, uh, feature films, eventually short films. Uh, and what I did is I also leased a space here in Toronto in the TV film district right by Queen and Broadview. Uh, and really what I want to do, aside from making my own creations, my own comedic things, is give the opportunity for other people to use the space for that as well. So really I'm trying to encourage other comedians, actors, YouTubers, photographers, podcasters, bloggers, whatever, maybe not bloggers because bloggers are just writing, but, um, Mm -hmm. not, that's not a diss against writers, but you don't need a space. If you want to come to laughing Vikings and you're a blogger, (laughs) and you want to come to my studio just to sit down on your laptop and write. Great. Sometimes people just want that creative energy though. There's a ton of that. And that and that's what it is. I think, and and my overall philosophy how i got into it is in um maybe like january uh i had a just a change in my personal life as far as relationships and and living arrangements and was kind of in a spot of what's my next big move or what's what's my move here i'm dual citizen so i could have gone to new york my brother lives in new york and runs a studio there uh more music studio and uh LA is is a long-term destination for me to want to be there or at least starting to visit there more um but I love Canada I love Toronto I've got tons of friends here my dad lives uh north uh north of here in Barrie so I don't really want to go to New York or LA and uh, right now like so I, I decided on Toronto mm-hmm. and um 'cause cuz yeah, I can fucking fly to LA you know really what I want to do is I want to live in Toronto and then when it's shitty and and snowy, then I'll fly to L.A. and be on the beach down there. Yeah, right? yeah, that's the way to do it. Uh, you don't need to abandon Canada forever to to make it in show business. I think that's a myth. Yeah, um,
0: and it's crazy how many people just funnel down to L.A. to do what you want to do, and it's just limited spots. You know, it's just so people like yearly like come out of school like acting school or whatever, and they had their dream and like go to L.A. and it's right. just like. A cluster of people all doing the same thing. Where, in, of course, which is in I mean, Toronto, it's probably easier to to get a gig, but
1: but I, still I mean, competitive. The, I guess I, I don't you. know about that. I, the thing that if if you're in show business, there's obviously way more of it in L.A. It's just economy. There's more people doing it. There's more money. So yeah, there's there is more opportunity. But a lot of people think that you have to be in L.A. to succeed, and that's bullshit now because for two reasons, you don't need to. You don't need a movie studio you don't need MGM studios to start a web series or to start a show or or whatever there's no there's the gatekeepers aren't there you can for a thousand bucks you can have a sick camera that films in HD create something on your own from here and through the internet you can fucking broadcast it to 7 billion people instead of being like oh I gotta go LA and meet some old fucker in an office and convince him that I'm the next one for him to give me money no you can just make your own shit Go there if you want to talk to people who are in studios and have large production companies or you want to meet specific actors or specific artists of course but to think that you can't be in in any part of the world and have technology plus the internet and not succeed in show business if you think that you're just you're bullshitting yourself
0: mm-hmm. you're lazy
1: is what you are yeah yeah it's not the location it's what you're doing right right. It's, right just yeah. start start so mm-hmm. like that's that's really what i'm doing with laughing vikings is it's available for rental but really i want i'm talking directly to people at home whether you're in the business or maybe you have a nine-to-five job and you're in your head you'd be like oh i would we love to have a show or a youtube channel or something to do with your hobby those are also the kind of people that can that can use the studio so yeah um, i actually brought something here i was taking notes if if, uh, if I can, uh, can I refer to notes? Yeah, definitely. I wrote this, I wrote a few things today. And this is my one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is a seven step process. If you're listening at home and you wanted to start a web series, a vlog, um, whatever, a YouTube channel, you host your own show, a podcast even. Mm-hmm. This is Laughing Vikings, a.k.a. my sort of. Tip startup list. Cool. I'm so, excited can to we hear do that. this. Yeah, man. Okay. And then we can I'm, talk probably gonna, I'm probably
0: going to learn something we, today, can, dude. We can talk about it. We yeah, can talk yeah. about
1: it, too. Number one, step one. If you're listening? Step one. Write this down. Don't even write it down. Get out your computer or your smartphone. Go to www.laughingvikings.com and book a free hour at the studio. Book it right now. That's pretty That's dope. So,
0: so people can like just go in and check it out and see, and come if, in, see check, if they're feeling it. Check it
1: out. If you're in the business and you know what you need, great. And you can come in and see either MySpace will have what you need or it doesn't. If it doesn't, we'll figure out if we can get it or not. If you're a person who doesn't know fuck all about TV cameras and any of that stuff and you just have a good idea and you want to check it out, come down and do that. If you want to talk to me personally, where it's like a little consulting, like, "Oh, I have this idea, but how would I execute it?" I'll gladly spend an hour doing that. But book it, book it, and a lot of people will hesitate. This is the note I make: is um, you need a deadline. Too many people wait for all the lights to be green before they start the car to get from. X to Y or mm-hmm. A to B. You I'm sometimes guilty as that as well. But imagine yeah. you did that in real life, and you're like, "Okay, yeah. I got to drive to Hamilton today." <sighs> okay, well that light's green, but the one behind that's red. So they would ne- you'd never. Yeah, it you never. Just, happens, you just right? no, and you happen. You just overthink something you want to do. Sit there like, yeah. forever and be like, eh. "So, get started." And what I'm telling you, if you're listening right now and you're a creator. Book an hour session, it's free if you go to the website. Uh, there's no the first hour at the we can use our equipment, you can use whatever. And the goal by the end of that hour is literally you've produced something, so you go home with a video of something a green screen video, maybe it's a vlog, maybe it's you just fucking singing happy birthday to your grandma because you decided to do that while you were there, whatever. But when you leave, we also want to have a show idea, so pick a date for your first recording. And don't wait for it to be perfect. I did this for the longest time. I still do it right now where where, rather than start with something, I'm in my head or even in paper still trying to work it all out in advance. What kind of show it's going to be? How long is it going to be? And what are the characters like? I'm doing everything up front, but I'm doing all that at the expense of fucking starting. Yeah. So just start. And know that th- I can guarantee you two things, no matter how much pre-production and pre-thinking and fucking brainstorming and all this bullshit that you do, I guarantee you no matter how much you do, whether you do an hour of that or six months of that, number one, your first episode is going to be your worst
0: because mm-hmm.
1: you're going to get better. Yeah. Right? No matter yeah. what. If you do something mm-hmm. for the first time, that's going to be the shittiest you ever do it. So don't stress about it. Just acknowledge ahead of time, hey... This is going to be the shittiest one. And number two, the good news is no matter what, if you keep doing it, you're going to get better at it anyways. So instead of spending fucking six months and a year and five years, there's probably people listening right now that for fucking five years of their life, they've had some idea about some creative thing that they want to do, and they've been tinkering with it and toying with it, but never fucking doing it. Yeah. So those are the people I want to talk to. Get off your fucking couch and come down to Laughing Vikings and let's start fucking doing it.
0: That's awesome too that you give them
1: like. I'm swearing g- a lot. Yeah, but yeah. I feel no, I it's, need it's, to you're, you're fucking allowed to on the show, right? Um, I don't normally swear. If you're listening to this and you need me for a corporate uh situation, I can cut out the f bombs. But I want I'm, <laughs> I'm cutting to the core of people. Yeah, right now. he's he's being real right now. I've done kids shows. I've done everything. Yeah, so I can handle it. But, but honestly, right now, I want to fucking swear. All right. Yeah, I'm trying to get people to act. And you're actually like, I dig. Uh, <laughs> so, honestly, that's that where well, that's just step 1. So step 1 is fucking start. Commit yes, and Pick that's it. that's
0: the hardest thing to do just take that first step. But you have the layout for them to just do it in a safe environment sure. and stuff like
1: Yeah, it's a great creative spot. We you got check green it out screens, and some and backdrops, yeah. lighting kits, mics, um basic cameras. I got a bunch of crazy wigs and hats and... Yeah, right here I got outfits. a mohawk right here. You yeah, brought right? some, some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've always got little props and toys. And very creative, very like happy, fun. I mean, it doesn't have to be a comedy thing that you're looking to make to do it at Laughing Vikings, but that's kind of my slant is comedy, so obviously I would prefer... I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you're going to be spending time, kind of seems to me like spending time smiling and laughing is more fun than... If you have a web series idea about fucking suicide and genocide all the more power to you but yeah. I, I don't know if it's <laughs> you'll not open the door but <laughs> Yeah, you <can laughs> come down but maybe you won't be co-writing yeah i might not be <laughs> co-producing it maybe i mean we can we can figure it we'll we'll talk but so that's number 1 is just start and, and number 2 is just decide on a niche i th- i think and this is something that i've also done i'm trying to figure out like oh what's what would be the big hot show where you're trying to you're thinking in terms of like national television being on a network like what's the next friends or what's the next Seinfeld or what's the next fucking big bang theory instead of just picking a niche market and going hard at it, whatever your weird fucking hobby is or your weird idea or your weird whatever just go hard at that knowing that there's seven billion people on the planet they don't all have internet so let's call it three and a half billion if half of them and maybe it's there's a there's actually 1.5 I think there's 1.5 billion English speaking people on earth I think okay, is I yeah. think is the number so if you're English speaking that's that's your potential audience but you're not going to make a show that 1.5 billion people all agree is a great show a bunch of people are going to think it's a piece of shit mm-hmm. a bunch of people aren't going to give a shit at all and then a small percentage of people are going to love it But out of 1.5 billion, billion, a small percentage is a fuckload of people, right? It's a million million people. A million people. This is what I'm going to say to you right now. Um, To have an audience of a million people, that's one out of every 1,500 English-speaking people on the planet. So imagine this, instead of trying to figure out like, oh, what's the magic thing that everyone's going to fucking love? Just think if you went into a theater full of 1500 people did your thing. And at the end of it, one person loved it, became a super fan and the other 1499 fucking hated it or didn't give a shit about it at all. If you did that over and over and over again, you have a million people. And how do you do that over and over and over again right now on the fucking internet? You don't need to go to the theater. You need to put your content out there. And let it be absorbed by the people that it's meant for. Mm-hmm. So do it right. So if you're if you're asking, well, what's what's my niche? You got to ask yourself some. And and you don't even need a million. Like don't even think about a million. There there's uh I've had a lot of conversations with people. Are you familiar with the term uh, a thousand true fans? I haven't heard that. Have you heard that? No, no. Uh, So we want to talk about 1,000 true fans. Yeah. So I just showed you a million people. What is that? That's one out of every 1,500 people. You don't need to be, you don't need broad appeal. Like broad strokes, nobody gives a shit about. But you got to affect a small niche of people who fucking love your shit. (laughs) Because there's weirdos just like you, right? If you, like you're, I feel like Sean, you're a weird guy. I'm
0: fucked, man. You're weird. Like
1: I'm. In a good way. But that means I'd like to think there, so. But as as much as you're a you're a snowflake, there's a million other people like you. As far as having the same kind of interest and the same sensibility and same it's true. style and stuff, so you got to tap into that. Yeah, so,
0: I find putting your work out on the internet too will right. you'll see that like, right whatever your niche is, there's right.
1: somebody who's gonna dig it gets your references, gets your influences, gets your sense of humor, what, whatever. So mm-hmm. a thousand true fans, basically, if, if you're trying. I'm talking directly to creators who are trying to make a living out of this. If you're if you have a if you're a doctor right now and just on the side you want to make crazy YouTube videos but you don't need to monetize it, that's a little different. We can help with that as well, but I'm talking to people who if you want to make money from something, if you have only 10,000 fans that pay you $10 in the year, either that's a ticket to a live event or it's a couple downloads yeah, or they bought an shirt. album, mm-hmm. they bought a t-shirt, they bought a baseball hat. Whatever the hell it is, they showed up at a live Q&A or the, you did a um, like a living room concert at their house or whatever the fuck the idea is, you need 10,000 people to pay $10 or 1,000 true fans is 1,000 people who are super fans. Basically, anything you put out, they fucking love. Maybe some of that's your friends, your family, your hometown, wherever those people are, $100 in a year and you're making $100,000, right? Yeah, so, yeah. That's a little more hardcore. Maybe yeah. they're seeing a few of your shows a year. A cup, they subscribe to your thing. They do a bunch of downloads. They buy a couple t-shirts, like whatever, right? But yeah, it's that's, it's cool when you break it down that way too. It's a like, thousand with the numbers, yeah. find a thousand people in the world that dig your shit. That's not too hard to do, mm-hmm. really, right? Yeah, for sure, you have a thousand people who love this show
0: two thousand (laughs) right
1: for sure and if you don't so so i I would just say like if you're still if you're still trying to figure this out again this uh this whole conversation is just directed at creators especially if you're on the fence like you've been thinking about this i'm trying to just get people off the fucking fence and to start doing it what do you enjoy what are your interests what are your hobbies what are your influences like what other shows do you like what other tv shows do you like uh what are your strengths and then probably the most importantly is who can you help if you have expertise in in an area, who what problem can you solve for people? Like I, I don't know what the theme of what's the general theme of your show? Like who is this directed at normally?
0: Um, just usually like content creators themselves right. or just people looking for like little inspiration, like right. almost like what your company's looking for, like somebody who needs like a little yeah, bit yeah, of a yeah. booster, right? right Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking to facilitate it from the production wise, and you're looking to just have conversations yeah. that spur that kind of creativity. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is great. Cool. Man. I, 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 I love, love this. We... It's good. I don't know
0: if you heard that. I tried to hit him real hard to get a fit. There you go. Yeah. Broke his knuckles. Gonna, uh, <laughs> while,
1: while we're uh, having some audio, uh some nice audio here. Ready? Yeah. This is a Poutine spring roll. Oh, yeah. That's poutine in a spring roll. Sounds crispy. Actually, um... So, so far we got, what? Start, book your time. Mm Two, figure out what your deal is. What's your niche? Ask yourself some of those questions. You don't need to appeal to a million people. You need to find a thousand weirdos like you who are uniquely like you and just go hard at those thousand people. And hopefully that goes to 10,000. Hopefully it goes to a million. And Maybe you get 10 million. Maybe you get on a network TV show. But if all you did was had 10,000 or a 1,000 subscribers or 10,000 email subscribers or whatever, you can make a serious go at it, at least to the point where you're affecting people's lives and, and maybe making some money on the, on the side. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's fucking sound that's advice, great. man. So three, I'll go quicker. Awesome. Build your team and collaborate. Don't do it by yourself. I did that way too fucking long, and I'm sick of doing it. Um and stand up is a very lone wolf kind of uh atmosphere because you're on stage your yeah. career is your career and you sometimes and some you're,
0: some people are competitive and yeah
1: I mean sometimes you're touring with other guys and so there's that camaraderie but by and large your career is your career and you're you're a night here and you're a night there and you're traveling a, a lot of times by yourself and you're you're th- doing things alone a lot and even acting too you're when, when you're on set. Obviously, you're, you're collaborating and you're in a cast of people. Yeah. If it must feel theater. like you're always
0: getting traded to a new team. Like, if you're a little a bit sports analogy, really yeah. what it's
1: like is like you're all you're constantly unemployed and then you're at a new job with new uh, co workers. Yeah, that's really what it is, mm-hmm. right? So, but that's that gets kind of, I mean, it can get a little lonely a, a little bit just because it's more bottom line, though, is it's I think two people what they can make like one plus one equals three if you know what i mean or one plus one plus one equals four what people can do strength in numbers yeah totally and everything i've ever done in in my career that seemed really special and was a big deal was something that i did with a cast of people or maybe maybe if it was a solo thing for me there was still a few key production people maybe writers producers in your case that's that when you came and filmed Pretty Girl for me at uh, the Lock Comedy Club. Yeah, like yeah. Like, that, that having that clip definitely made me money afterwards. Like, I booked shows from that. So Good that was shit, key. yeah. happy. it wouldn't that. happen if yeah. you weren't there. Did I pay you for that? Or uh, did you volunteer?
0: Probably. I, I don't even remember, but it doesn't I matter. Yeah, I feel like I might have given you 50 bucks. Yeah, or probably. Or something. Yeah, something like that. I, I didn't remember, but we, I I, I we we remember enjoying it. Yeah. Of, we got a good
1: circle of uh, giving back because I think a couple years later, I got you on a stand up show and now on yeah, your yeah. podcast. So yeah. And I, I hope we things,
0: continue but. to do that, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, so the number three is just build a team, collaborate. Don't do it by yourself. E- literally, everyone in the world who's done something amazing, even if you think it's a solo thing, like the guy that, some guy that climbed a mountain or a, Usain Bolt or Michael Phelps, like, yeah, he's the guy on the podium putting the medals on, Mm -hmm. but he had a trainer and a nutritionist and a doctor and a sports psychologist and a driver and a fucking guy who booked his plane tickets and, like, a team of probably, I don't know, 20, 50 people, right? Like Yeah. So
0: So many people probably think it's just the one person but really no it's not it's no, him back it's impossible it might just be his name in, in the front of the lines it's but... impossible
1: so I mean you don't need a ton of people I don't want to scare you now Where like what he, uh, Lars was trying to say this is easy and now I gotta go fucking recruit 50 people no but network you network you recruit network. one person to help you with camera work you can recruit one person to help you with editing basically whatever your whatever you lack figure out what your strengths are and then find your yang to your yin someone who compliments your strengths or makes up for your weaknesses. Like if you're an actor, but you're like, oh, I can't make my own show because I don't know how to fucking edit. First of all, you can YouTube or Google literally any how-to anything and figure it out uh, if you really t- want to. Th- this afternoon,
0: uh, I got interviewed. Uh, it's not but, an excuse anymore. Yeah, somebody asked me the final question was what would you – say to somebody who needs like resources or help like podcasting blah 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 my answer was just one word google right (laughs) it's that's the age we live in. right right do
1: anything right you should be able to figure it out or at least quickly find someone who already knows how to do it who can do it like post an ad on kijiji post an ad on craigslist and you're like well i don't have money to do it or i don't have a budget do you know how many people are editor if you're an actor and you're looking for an editor you know how many fucking editors are looking for something to edit because they just got out of college and they don't have a job and they're trying to figure they're trying to figure shit out. So mm-hmm. collaborate with someone, trade services, figure out what can I offer you that you that you don't have and what can you offer me that I don't have and how can we make something together? Yeah. And and make it happen. So but you got to be very self-aware because if you think oh I'm I'm I want to be the actor but you've never been on camera or you've never You've never acted in anything before, then there's a little bit like, are you delusional or or is this real? Like, I'm not saying you have to already be an actor to attempt to be an actor, but know 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 where your strengths are. If you, if you want to be an actor, but right now you're you have a nervous breakdown and anxiety attack when you step in front of a camera, you need to do some more training. B- yeah, or go to classes or do whatever before you're going to start creating that part of the show. So maybe you need to find another actor who is also an editor and they're on camera for a little bit, or and you're just on camera for a little. Like, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. be realistic, I Even, guess. Even uh,
0: with your space, like, it's a perfect opportunity for somebody to find out if they have that right in them. Like, right. it's like, okay, I always right. wanted to act. We got the right. camera or whatever. Let's let's turn it
1: on. And see what happens. And it's it's not even a thing of oh is it in me or is it not? It's putting your time. If, if you're if it if, if something you love and you enjoy and intrigues you and is a spark in you to do it, fucking do it. You don't need to be like, um, I was what's his name, I I meant to reference uh, like some. Uh, award-winning actor oh i meant oh, daniel day lewis i was oh, like you don't okay. need to be daniel day lewis like just yeah. if you want to do it do it right you're gonna get better so it goes back to that like maybe you suck in the beginning and it's terrifying mm-hmm. like there's people who are public speakers now that at one point stuttered and couldn't say a word in front of five yeah. people it's
0: it's actually like what i love about this show too like i get like so many like awesome people who are so talented at what they do and it just shows like they talk about like their first time like taking that first leap and it's like Oh, I failed or <laughs> this and that, and then right, and even like I listen to like a lot of other podcast interviews. Like I'm obsessed with that kind of shit of like people you see like top of the mainstream, and they're just like, yeah, like you said, I used to stutter, blah blah yeah, blah, blah yeah, blah. At blah. some point, and they there's the they, shit they kicked they, out of them, yeah, and like, that just kind of pushed them towards yeah. like it's all like it's it seems like a lot of this is like mental, like your mental drive to just yeah, push sure. push through and learn. Get out learn of bed. And, and yeah, to to yeah. do,
1: then fucking do it. Unless you live in a country where, like you live in North Korea or somewhere or like some communist country where they're rep- oppressing you. Yeah,
0: somebody's got a gun to your head. Yeah,
1: if not, then if there's something that, if you're unhappy, if you're happy with your life right now, great. But if you're unhappy because you're not doing something or there's something that's burning a hole in your head, and that was kind of like me. I I just started to get I didn't do stand up till I was 31. I didn't get wow. into show business at all till I was 31. I was a sales manager with a life insurance company from age 23 to 31. 20 yeah, 2023 20, to 31. Uh and then uh part time for a couple years and that was after a kinesiology degree at Western yeah so I didn't intend I mean I didn't start it, to diss, in but the, it was something yeah. that was burning inside yeah, me yeah
0: yeah I was gonna ask in the back of your mind was the stand up thing always there and as you're doing all these other things comedy and, and
1: show business yeah. again not not, not stand up per se stand up I fell in love with after doing it mm-hmm. but it was more like be a comedian be, a, be an actor be on be in movies be on TV like that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, but but I didn't do that till I was thirty-one. Yeah,
0: and it's incredible. Like when you take that step, what can happen from it? Yeah,
1: too? I just had the feeling like either I do this now, or it's gonna. If I don't, it's gonna bug me for the rest of my life. I didn't want to be on my deathbed where I'm like, oh should I have been doing this. Yeah. Like I was, I had a great, I had a great career with a financial service company, really good money, lots of growth opportunities, lots of positive positive motivation and great environments and, and lots of growth so as far as a career it was great but i just found myself every like three months needing a regional sales manager motivational speech to pump me up and get me excited about the, my career so i was just like i was going i was kind of starting to phone it in i was like daydreaming about other things while mm-hmm. i'm supposed to be talking about something that's literally life and death situations when it comes to life insurance yeah and it was just like my head's not it's like a yeah i want to help you guys and i want to do a good job for the company but at the second i'm done this presentation or done this sales meeting with you i'm gonna go write a song about my balls yeah. <laughs> that's literally like uh, yeah i was on a road trip i was in yeah. i think i was in thunder bay one time and i literally i have a song called the donkey song which is about uh an escapade uh, where a guy goes down to Tijuana to see a donkey sex show and things go sideways in a hurry. And that entire song was written uh, and sung in my head over and over again on a road trip to see clients for life insurance in Thunder Bay. And I was driving around in my Ford Escape. Just singing the donkey song? For two weeks. Yeah, singing the donkey song in my head, write lyrics down, and then... At the end, I would, I would do all my client paperwork and all my reports and stuff, and then back to writing the lyrics to like, oh, like what rhymes with donkey? Okay, all right, yeah, because like <laughs> yeah. I just became obsessed with it, and then I just realized, okay, I got to be doing this full time. Yeah.
2: Girth Radio in
1: session. It's got a Tex-Mex feel, so you can like lots of
3: ay-ay-ay-ay-ay, riba riba, like oh yeah, yeehaw.
1: If you have a gun, you can shoot it. Do that. Here we go.
3: It's called the donkey song. I went to Tijuana. Oh, I never really did wanna. Uh-uh. But my best man dragged me down there for my stag. Oh, yeah. I said, I went to Tijuana. Oh, I never really did wanna. He said, come on, we're we'll going just pack your bags. Yeah. We arrived on a Saturday night and well, and things that started out all right but then we started drinking lots and lots of beer 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 and then must have had a dozen surveys and half a dozen tequila Oh I was so messed up that I could barely walk yeah Yeehaw. Woo. Woo. yeah. Yeah, went down to the show, what would happen, I didn't know, but we kept on drinking lots and lots of beer, 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 and then they pulled me up on stage, and sitting there in his cage, was a big old donkey staring back at me. Yeah! I said, I don't know if you've ever seen a donkey dick I don't know if you've ever seen a donkey dick Have you? I don't know if you've (laughs) ever seen a donkey dick Oh yeah. For the rest of you, trust me When I say the thing was fucking thick I wouldn't wish that pain on my worst enemy Me, me, me Was the worst fucking night of my life And I ain't never gonna tell my wife Oh, I was supposed to fuck a donkey, but the donkey fucked me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was supposed to fuck a donkey. Oh, I was supposed to fuck a donkey. Oh, I was supposed to fuck a donkey, but the donkey fucked me. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't even romantic. I got really frantic i said my arms my legs were flailing across the stage oh i was trying to get away but the donkey wanted me to stay They said I was the best gringo he'd ever had. Gringo means white guy Mexican. Oh, I don't know if you've ever seen a donkey dick. I don't know if you've ever seen a donkey dick. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen a donkey dick. (laughs) But if you haven't. Trust me when I say that thing was fucking thick, I wouldn't wish that pain on my worst enemy. me. Me, 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 it was the worst fucking night of my life. And I ain't never gonna tell my wife Aww. who I was supposed to fuck a donkey, but the donkey, the donkey fucked, fucked me. me. <laughs> and he said, he on, he on And I said help, help. And he said, "He haw hee-haw, hee ah, hee And I said, seriously, guys, help. He's tearing me apart. Holy shit, Sean, this is a terrible idea. Why did you suggest tequila to use as lube? It hurts. It burns. Get me out of here and stop videotaping this. Don't ever show my wife this video. <laughs> oh, I was supposed to fuck a donkey. Come on, Sean, you were there. We got to heal together. I'm not leaving until we're singing together. Uh, we oh, were I was supposed, supposed to, to fuck a donkey. donkey. Got to do the high part That's key Oh I was supposed to fuck a donkey One more time for good measure And measure it good Because it was huge Oh I was supposed to fuck a donkey Now bring her home Oh I was supposed to fuck a donkey But the donkey fucked me (laughs) Rest in peace Chuck Berry (laughs) That was amazing. Yeah. That's my new fire song. <laughs> Woo Woo
1: Girth Radio. It's, it's, it's your just, calling. It just shows like I'm just, this is what I want to do. I feel good doing it. I've it's so fun. It's like I feel like in a state of flow doing it and I just I haven't stopped since. So Yeah. So start. Yeah. But collaborate. That was like just figure out if you think you have a weakness, fucking fill it with a Gajiji ad tomorrow or a friend. Or just don't make that be the excuse to be like oh i don't wanna know how to edit like no there's out. yeah there's people like
0: kind of in there's in the right. same position as you wanting to be editors looking for something
1: right, right now like, right right yeah i mean just be realistic about what you can do if you're if your show idea is like oh i always wanted to ha- i had this show about helicopter pilots uh, that have to put out volcano fires it's like okay we weren't if you're just starting your show next week, do you, you have a budget for fucking helicopters and a, a trip to Hawaii <laughs> to film over top of volcanoes? I mean, some of that we can do in front of green screen. So if you want to do that, come to <laughs> Laughing Vikings. You can put video behind you, uh, but it's going to look like you're on a green screen. It'll be hilarious, but we can do that. Yeah, I don't want to discourage people, but I'm just saying be realistic about mm-hmm. what you want to do. If you want to do a green screen video where it looks like you're on top of a volcano, fuck yeah, we can do that. We can have helicopters crashing behind you that's easy to do but if you want real helicopters next week maybe you need to just set that real helicopter goal for like year two or something yeah yeah right start on the ground yeah (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) before you get in the air (laughs) start with what you got start with the resources you have and then be as resourceful as you can as quickly as you can with the resources that are available to you it's it's incredible
0: what can happen when you take that step though like uh this whole studio everything magic
1: yeah it's magic even
0: this show i just i didn't think it was going to turn into this where i'm sitting in a fucking studio like beers comps everything real i thing. i wanted to do a podcast because i just love them But as a hobby, and I in the back of my mind I was treating it as a hobby and I was meeting people in the park with a little hand recorder. Right. Fucking sirens in the background, blah, blah, blah. Fucking weirdo
1: in a park. Yeah,
0: weirdo with a park. (laughs) I got another weirdo I'm interviewing. It's fucking amazing. And it's just uh I'm like, I don't I don't care if like three people listen to this. This is great. This is great. It's just like something to do. And then just it snowballs and snowballs because you get with that first step you start getting better at it and like yeah. you get momentum and then you're next week you're like, "Oh, how can I make show better than last week?" Right. Better than last week, better than last week. Next thing you know, right. you got a fucking quality product and people start listening or right. watching or laughing at your jokes. What whatever the fuck you want to do in this life. Like yeah. you just you got to put in the work. At that first step, I'm telling you, it's, it's the hardest, but once you do it, it's amazing. Beautiful things can happen. I'm getting goosebumps. here. Yeah. Sorry, man. I got a little this intense. Is, there. No, this is amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, this but, is great. Um,
1: you're and you're a perfect example. Of everything. Um, that's. I think that's why we vibe well. Yeah. Because you're a perfect example of that. You just. You had some crazy ideas. I'll call them delusions. Me and my buddy Jeff Leeson, <laughs> who's a comedian, and he's doing great things. Uh, and he's actually got a special coming out soon. Oh, cool. Uh, he's he's filming it in uh, in uh, Sarnia, uh, April eighth, but. Um, we we did a show together and we used to say um, that uh, like a lot of people were delusional but the difference is our delusions come true yeah and it was just i like because that because we fucking worked like crazy <laughs> mm-hmm. we were like we were creating the show and we were spending 12 16 hours a day on it just writing and doing stuff online and online promo and contacting sponsors and Setting up the show and talking to production people, it was just nonstop. But then, fuck, six months later, it was like, remember that fucking idea we had in that basement? Now it's a fucking real thing.
0: Yeah, and you kind of, like, almost when you get in, like, the whole snowball effect of it happening, you almost forget about that time when it was just in the basement. Right. But then you think back at that, and you're just like, wow. Right. Like... That came a long right. way and like, it almost like can spin in ways that you
1: never expected and you open momentum. even, yeah,
0: open even new paths that you, get you love
1: and you never thought would go down there. It's like a Newton's law, right? An object in motion, something about staying in motion. Yeah, so the, that the, the motion the, and the, motion in the, the, the science ocean, and something. the guy. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was pretty um, smart. And um, <laughs> Momentum is, is magnetic, I think is what it is. So when someone sees, if you're hustling and you're moving and you're moving and shaking, you're creating something. Other people who are like that see you and want to do that. Yeah, it's infectious almost. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. totally. So, But what's not infectious is thinking about it on your couch like, oh, I should really do that, I should really do that, and then fucking complaining when five years go by and then you see someone else do a similar show on TV and you're like, that's my idea. It's like, yeah. You had the idea, they had the idea, but you sat on your ass yeah. for five years while that guy fucking worked his <laughs> to the bone <laughs> and made it a real thing. I got,
0: I got the biggest kick in the balls once, and it was from Weird Al's last album. Yeah, and it's this is perfect. That's happened to me too. This That's is the perfect to example of sitting on an idea. So uh Lord came out with royals. Yeah. And I was at wor- working in a construction site and in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, I should make a video like called Foil nice. and it's all about aliens. Like nice. just government aliens. Like so foil i hats. yeah, a little hat or whatever. And um I told my buddy about it, wrote it down, and I sat on this for years and I had it in a book. I still have this <laughs> fucking book that haunts me. Cause like I, I just find it funny and it, it also. You hear him, Weird
3: Al? Yeah,
0: <laughs> but but then uh, later on, like people are like, "Oh, you should produce more stuff," and I'm just like, "Oh, what?" I'm the guy on the couch, on the couch, on yeah. the couch. Trust me, well, I've, finally... been I've been on fucking
1: tons of couches for way too long. Yeah. So I'm like, everything I'm saying to anyone, I'm s- I'm also speaking to myself because I'm I've made all these mistakes, I've done all these things, I'm still doing some of them, but I'm aware that I'm doing them, and I'm aware that I'm moving forward to correct them now. Yeah.
0: And that same guy, he sent me the music video produced by Weird Al called Foil. Amazing. And um, first verse, he's talking about just tinfoil and it looks like a cooking show. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of <laughs> like my idea, but not. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, my idea is like better and vulgar and blah, blah, blah. And he goes and he, he does the verse. And then it gets to the second verse, and then it's aliens, and then I'm like, "Fuck,
1: fuck!" Right. I'm, like, I'm like, "Why didn't like I even?" So had what's the lesson? How storyboard? did you actually feel though? What were your thoughts? Because that's important. Um, it,
0: I it's hard to remember like my exact thoughts, but I remember the feeling, like just that feeling where your stomach like sinks and. Right and almost like it's motivational right. to not do that ever again but you weren't like he stole my no, idea no yeah. no 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 it's just... that's
1: the delusional people out there like yeah. like yeah ideas are a dime a dozen and a lot of st- i mean there there's a certain percentage of outright joke thievery or idea thievery maybe but very hard to tell but really we all like we're fucking humans we're influenced by the same things we see like, what did he do? He rhymed foil with royal. So it's like... Yeah, yeah, it was a hit that, song. There's probably and- another thousand people. One of them is sitting across the table from you. Yeah, who wrote that song in? <laughs> But, um... That's like, but the difference is he went and did it, so that that should motivate you. When I've, that's happened to me with stand up, and and with and with Weird Al, yeah, I've it,
0: s- I've seen that with stand up too. Like something I thought yeah, of, and I'm like, yeah. oh wow, it's working. Like
1: why didn't I do it? It's right. oh,
0: because I'm a lazy piece of shit. Right. Yeah. So
1: kick yourself in the ass, but it also should be motivating because it should mm-hmm. it should confirm that I have good ideas and good instincts. Like so, I've done that too, where I've see someone like, oh fuck, I should I, I didn't do that bit or I had a half bit on that. But it's just like that is a funny like where you're on you're on point with the premise at least. Yeah, it's you know? almost like a confirmation that right. oh I can do this with the big guys. You know, do you want, do you want to hear mine? Yeah, uh, so I yours do. was Foil. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mine was um, uh, I rhymed for uh, f- um, I rhymed Royals with Moils. Okay. which are the Jewish uh, people. Their job is to <laughs> circumcise people. That's a... Moil a is a circumcisionist. Wow. So it was going to be like, <laughs> you'll never be Amoyal. <laughs> Just a bunch of sad, like, sad Jewish people who, like didn't make the cut up Moyle school something yeah. like that right oh that's dope <laughs> I think it's better maybe mine's better than yeah, yeah, the yeah. original so yeah. now it seems it would seem like I'm ripping Weird Al off but
3: yeah and we'll never be Moyles cause they don't run in our blood something
1: like that <laughs> I dig it I dig yeah, it yeah right totally um, that was great so <laughs> can I finish the last two things of course so, man yeah so what did I say I said uh, start book your time at laughingvikings.com that's step one Figure out your niche, build your team. Number four is f- just figure out what your di- distribution is going to be. Where? What's the end goal? Where's it? Maybe not the end end goal, but what's your first end goal? So, are is it going to like where your social channel is going to be? Uh, you going to have a website. You can do some live shows or streaming now with Facebook and YouTube Live and all that shit. Um, in the future, maybe some VR slash. 3d kind of vr augmented reality stuff that's kind of crazy how that's yeah, working yeah. but but figure that out but but record it but record something once and then repurpose your content so i think it's overwhelming for people who are like well i don't know should i put it on youtube should i put it on facebook should i put it on instagram should i put it on snapchat should i put it on whatever um yes is the answer put it mm-hmm. on all those places or at least the ones that you can get a good gr- like start with maybe maybe facebook is facebook and youtube are more your things or maybe instagram and facebook but start but film like this this any show like we're we're recording this right now but you can cut this up you can have the full thing on youtube you can have 10 minute versions on youtube you can have minute versions on youtube instagram minute uh take stills of it and then put it on instagram and snapchat and facebook as pictures Mm-hmm. with little memes and shit or like you you like there's uh, there's you can spend an hour at at in a studio aka laughing viking studio an hour in front of a green screen and you can have a month's worth of content if that hour is very well spent yeah but even if even if you spend an hour and you get 10 minutes of content that could be one 10 minute video it could be 10 one minute videos it can be all of those things cut up to like whatever the whatever the platform is you got to be appropriate for that right mm-hmm. so you got to just figure out like long term short term um, i think a big myth right now is pe- some people are like oh people people don't watch things over a minute long or 3 minutes long yeah they do people fucking watch 18 hours of game of thrones yeah straight, yeah <laughs> like a weekend straight without even eating you know just... <laughs> but you got to be but usually not in the beginning so you got to catch people with with sound yeah. bites, and know, sometimes minute.
0: you get one person, and then word of mouth they'll be like, "Oh, this is pretty awesome." Tell their friends, right? Type thing,
1: but maybe they fine. catch it on Instagram, watching minute segments, but then they become a super fan, and then all of a sudden, your hour-long extended behind-the-scenes second show, second channel, whatever you're doing, they're like, they love every minute of everything you do. So they'll like they'll watch the behind-the-scenes of how you take a shit in your house, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I just I think. Pick a few platforms, but really you want to film it and put it everywhere, but with appropriate use. So know how to hashtag, know how to SEO, know how to, um, if it's a video on Facebook really these days, and I'm guilty of this, you shouldn't be putting a video on Facebook if your intent is to get it shared and seen that doesn't have captions yeah. You know, those two, like the black bars where when you're scrolling yeah, through, you that's see the thing the, right now. You see the and words. The, that like, catches
0: people like right away. It's like, it I noticed it in. like in the rap yeah community, it's like usually the flame emojis and it's just like, yeah. this
1: guy went off. It's and I'm like, I want to see this guy go off. You Every video of that you have, that you see shared, that's like, got yeah. like five, 10, 20, 40 million views has those two black bars with the big captions at, at least announcing like that's the title of the video, but often the whole thing is captioned so if if the volume isn't on you can see it all and that's what triggers people to turn on the volume is they catch a visual yeah. otherwise people just scroll past it so yeah. you got to know your and if, if you're like holy fuck Lars I don't know all of these like I'm 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 social media I'm not a tech person a google it yes right like opti- like google best practices instagram videos 10 of them will come up and then there'll be another 10 pages after that of people saying the same things in five minutes. Yeah. And also don't
0: it. be discouraged when it's a 12-year-old boy telling you how to do things. When yeah. I'm doing my video editing, yeah. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. how do I do this? Right. And it's always like some child. right? Just That's, <laughs> like, the, that's yeah. the other thing. If you're listening
1: but, to this at home and you're thinking, oh, I can't do this, fuck you. There's an eight-year-old kid at home yeah. who's <laughs> killing it on an iPad right now, yeah. <laughs> making his show, and he's probably got 10,000 followers on Musical.ly. Telling and other like, kids oh, how, to how to kill it do too on his free time. Yeah, honestly. Telling me how to kill it. kids and you're trying to figure this out, just go ask your 11-year-old son and he can fucking produce it for you and you can be the on-camera person with hosting the show. Yeah. Right? That's a it's good so idea. so true, yeah. I think what we just did is we we need to turn all children into child... Labor? Sort of child slave <laughs> slash labor production people for their parents' YouTube shows.
0: I feel it. I think we got to move to another country, but I'm down. Right. I'm like totally right. down.
1: Next week... <laughs> right. <laughs> Create a or... Balance. Never mind, maybe maybe your kid is the hilarious one, and you need to be producing your kid show, and you can just live all your dreams through your uh, 11-year-old son, and your son can come and do his YouTube video, or his his series about video games, or whatever, and you can just collect the YouTube royalties. Yeah, yeah. Right? Royals. So, the, the, the distribution is just like, record once, and then just get it out there, and know your know your platforms really and guest posting and collaborating. This is, this is, we're both going to gain more from this than if we did anything solo because mm-hmm. I'm going to, sh- for sure, I'm going to share this on all my social media and when vice versa out, and vice versa. Yeah. So reach out to other people like just starting an interview show is a great way. If you, if you have no idea, just start a show where you interview people and throughout that you'll Find some ideas. I can't even
0: tell you how much I learned from having so many fucking different people in here, like yeah. from comedians to musicians. I had a fucking porn star, like, nice. and
1: they all have fucking knowledge somewhere. So, yeah, right. Life yeah, experience, just, something to share, something to give. Mm-hmm. Um, can I do the last two? Of course. Just set some goals. Know know what know what you're trying to do, I guess, and those goals can be qualitative. Like, oh, I'm trying to change the world with these kind of like i'm trying to like i want to make the world a better place for kitten owners or whatever your weirdo deal is or i I want to i want to make a cool spot so people can listen to edm music and i want to have a podcast or about edm music whatever your niche is just what is your goal but also quantitative like if it's social media like Okay, we're we're going for Facebook likes, or we're going for subscribers, or we're going for email subscribers, or whatever it is. Have a few of them. You can't have a million goals. You can't do all of those things, but have a few like metrics to track. Like mm-hmm. so, every week you can see your YouTube views, you can see your Facebook likes, yeah. you can see your. Instagram That's a beauty about
0: uh Facebook pages too. I recommend getting a Facebook page. You can see exactly like right. even it it tells me like uh, it won't say who was on your page, but it's like. Oh, in the past hour you had four views right. and like blah blah blah, like from right. these people here and there and like right. it kinda lets you know what's going on. And even it's like with, with the di- with the diverse things you post too, you can see what's working. Even if you don't see a comment or whatever, it's like ha- it's like, yo, people watched the shit out of this and people weren't feeling this one and right. vice versa. So like lots of people don't know that about Facebook pages, but they're getting better and better.
1: A lot, I think a lot of people don't like Facebook pages because they're like, oh, well, then not as people, not, not as many people will see things that I post from my Facebook page. But <laughs> so pay a little bit to boost some stuff because yeah, yeah, what what Facebook page does for you is you have so much data and so much information. You know how long people watch stuff for, where they live. You know, are they male? Are they female? um, what age bracket they're in. Yeah.
0: They're doing so much work that you could never figure out if you were just right. Posting. So you
1: can actually figure out who. like, if you don't know who your audience is, start, get it out there. And then you can start to see, okay, guys are loving the show. No females are watching this. Um, people age bracket, this bracket to that bracket. They love it. Nobody's watching it here. And you'll start to identify your, your, your audience just from using those things. And again, if you're like, if this is overwhelming, and you're like, oh, I'm not a techie guy. I don't even know how to like. I barely have my own Facebook page. Then find someone who loves that shit and wants to help you out, mm-hmm. and let them deal with yeah. The, well said, that, that's, yeah. That, that stuff, right? Yeah, because you there got, are people out there. Yeah, there's people. There's like people who there's kids. Again, kid, there's teenagers who fucking love social media. They know how to use all of it. They know how to deal with all of the the tech side of things, and they just want a place to do it hopefully to get experience hopefully to get a job if you can pay them to do it obviously pay them to do it
0: yeah yeah and i want to take a quick shout out to Alyssa at girth fucking radio i don't do that enough but you takes care of everybody shows nice. fucking instagram facebook twitter if girth responded to you it's, it's probably Alyssa or sammy but she's been rocking it and also like giving us creatives a kick in the balls when we need it Thank so there <laughs> there are people out there like you said that do
1: this like Stop making excuses. Just fucking do it. That's what you need to do. Do it, and if you're like, oh, I don't know how to do something, figure out what you do know how to do, figure out what you don't know how to do, and find people who know how to do what you don't know how to do. And, well, and so. offer them something. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes. Don't, yes. don't, 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 don't be don't a leech. Don't reach out to people. Don't reach out to people. Can I get this? Can you help me with this? Can you help me with this? If you're... If you're this is a, a, something that has been very top of mind for me. This is why everyone I meet about Laughing Vikings, the first thing I say is... You, come for an hour free our rental that's my time which is worth way more than zero dollars an hour Mm -hmm. and the studio rental time that i'm giving up to do that but i want to offer i want to give something first and offer my help and knowing that 10 people come in and look at the studio Mm-hmm. for sure one out of the 10 is going to want to use it but it's more like 50 50 or higher it's like it's either going to be good for you or it's doesn't have what you need or whatever or you're not serious about doing anything anyways so yeah yeah come have fun for an hour and then whatever but i'm mm-hmm. actually don't come if that's what you want to do only come if you're serious because i don't really want you to be like oh like oh, that's not nah, like you know, you know what i mean I don't yeah my yeah time,
0: just so. somebody's just like oh i'm gonna play and like i have no aspirations right. beyond only this. come
1: if you give a shit if you give a shit i will give a shit and then we'll take both of our shits together we'll give all of our shit together we'll and have a wicked shit fest yeah pile of shit right. <laughs> make a, a whole a sewer pile. company you give a shit i'll give a shit we'll all be giving all kinds of shits it'll just be one shitty shit fest <laughs> but we'll be making good shit right um, and as far as goals too, I, I just, I just want to say one thing that I've changed my philosophy is just make production goals. If maybe not, maybe you don't have end goals, but action goals up front. Like when I was in sales, it was, we didn't talk about like, okay, this is your quota for sales or this is, you got to make X dollars. It was set this many appointments or make this many phone calls, knowing that you'd get a ratio of results from any action. If you, if you do something 10 times, you're going to get a ratio of like flip coins, half tails, half heads, but fucking do it 10 times, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so focus on like, I'm just going to film an hour every week or whatever, but just have production goals. That makes sense. Yeah. Good. I'm feeling it.
0: I love yeah. I'm loving this. Like you, yeah. are no, every no, Sunday. No. Uh, yeah.
1: You're every Sunday. I don't mm. need, the, you know all this stuff. I don't need to say any of this. I'm no, not here to inspire this, you. It's, I'm it, it is
0: to, inspiring me though. Like, i need people need reminders to yeah. do this kind of stuff yeah.
1: and it's it's gr- it's
0: great how you have it all like just broken down and organized because right. even though like a few of these things i've heard before some i haven't and where right. i had and it, it's been a long time and it's like oh yeah but you, right. you, you got the whole structure and people need that and that's what's it's awesome yeah, <clears throat> i'm yeah. losing my voice right now that's what's awesome about them being able to come to you because you're not fucking around, and hof- I don't fuck and hopefully around. they're not fucking no. around either.
1: No, I mean if there's people well, out there like that sometimes help, you, I'll help them. But. Sometimes
0: you can play if you're like doing comedy or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. it's if you're fucking around is meant, I don't know, like don't fuck around while you're fucking around, <laughs> right? <laughs> type of thing.
1: I want to fuck around, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're fucking around and we're doing all kinds of fun stuff, but yeah. we're serious about it and it's a business and we're we we're making shit happen, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um. And then the last thing, number six, was... Uh, actually, th- there is a number seven, but it's, uh, it's similar to another one. It's just decide on your schedule. So once you've got everything else figured out, are you doing it daily? Are you doing it weekly? Um, are you doing it monthly? Hopefully, if it's online video, go for daily, but minimum weekly really is what you need to be doing. But just know that the more content you're putting out, the better, the faster your audience is going to grow, and uh, the, the faster you're going to grow, too. Like, you do a show once a week... Mm-hmm. But if you had done a show once a day, seven days later, you're uh, almost two months in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, your your growth curve will be faster the more you do. Mm-hmm. But if your life doesn't allow you to do that, don't be like, "Well, I, I." There's no point starting a show if I can't do it daily and weekly. That's not enough. And so you don't do fucking anything. Then do something. Yeah. Right. Start it if if worst case, start it monthly. Where the first Sunday of the month. If you have so much obligations in your family or your other career or whatever, I mean, again, I I'm, I'm talking to two groups of people. I'm I'm talking to actors and performers, people who are already in the business, but I'm also talking to people who are just on the couch trying that have yeah. never done this stuff before and are and want to. So yeah, and
0: and you know, it. of like people need to hear that. I know people because we've both been there. Yeah. We've been that guy. Yeah, yeah. There's so many of those people.
1: But, but be be consistent, like. And set set some editing goals even. Like decide, okay, we're going to film on Monday and we're going to edit on Tuesday and we're going to release slash distribute on social media on Wednesday every fucking week <laughs> and just do that every week. Or you're going to film Monday morning and by Monday afternoon at 4, that edit is going to be done. If you're just making one-minute vlog videos on YouTube, you don't need a week of editing. Just put, do do the basic edits that you need to do and put it out there and just do it again and again and again and again and again but have a a plan and then actually fucking schedule it so that you're not like okay every Monday we're going to do this but never in your in your iPhone or wherever you're scheduling stuff does it ever is it ever written film show at (coughs) Laughing Vikings or wherever you're doing it Mm -hmm. actually schedule it and
0: then actually do it it's important to have those deadlines too and just kind of keep you in line to
1: do what you need to do and number seven Sean yes yes drop it on me lay it on me drop it on you Start right now. Mm. Go to laughingvikings.com, book your free hour using the coupon code RagnarLol. That's R-A-G-N-A-R-L-O-L, like the Viking. Like the Viking name? Ragnar. Ragnar? RagnarLol or go to Laughing Vikings or any of my Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter at uh, Laughing Vikings. All of those uh, social media channels are brand new as we just started this production company a couple months ago. But um, do it right now. So, step one, book your time. Step two, Mm. decide your niche. Tell them. Three, build your team, collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. What else? Four, figure out your distribution, what platforms you're going to use. Five, set your goals, qualitative and quantitative. Six, decide on a schedule and fucking schedule it. Seven, start when now now right right now. now why are you even fucking listening to this podcast right now
0: yeah you should have turned me off like you should be turning this seven, off like right two. now
1: <laughs> booking the thing and starting your own show instead of listening to us create this is this is this is what i think about um, this is why i think creating is great mm-hmm. cuz i think there's really there's three things hap- that are happening in the world you're either creating something or you're consuming something or you're destroying something. Obviously, destroying shit's the worst. You're the shittiest person. Mm -hmm. But if you're just a consumer and all you do is consume, 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 you just buy things and you just eat things and you just watch things and you just use things. And you
0: complain about it.
1: Yeah, you just have a net negative result on the world, really. You're You're just a tax of resources and you're just... Yeah, you what what are you doing garbage with yourself? And stuff. So create some things. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Create, 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 create. I love it, man. I think it's That's the main fucking thing. In solid, life. yeah. I think it's the key to happiness. Yeah, is the, the you know how much joy it makes me to have an idea in my head. Like this is, I want to do one right now. Yeah. So, the other side of laughing Vikings, aside from working with other creators is we're a production company that does web web commercials and social media content for businesses so mm-hmm. and this stemmed from me doing fake commercials in my stand up and sketch comedy act, and then just realizing why don 't I do these for real businesses that are funny that people will like and want to spread then won 't be just a boring shitty ass commercial TV commercial that is just nobody that people click through or or skip on YouTube, you know, yeah, like yeah. some content that people will share and the business gets worked into it. So, <laughs> but this is, I had this, I, this idea, these are a few ideas that I had, it brings me joy to do them and it's all because I just had an idea and I decided to create it. So this is two commercials, uh, this first one is a, is a lovely businessman, you probably know him, he has a Rick Shaw business, uh, okay. and his name's uh Rick Shaw. Hi, I'm Rickshaw, Rickshaws, Rickshaws. Not to be confused with Shaw's Dickshaws, Dickshaws. The circumcision guy. Next time you need a rickshaw, come on down to Rickshaws, Rickshaws, and buy a rickshaw from Rickshaw, because Rickshaws, Rickshaws, roll smooth just like Rickshaw. Come down to Rickshaws, Rickshaws,
3: and buy a rickshaw. Come down to Rickshaws, Rickshaws, and ran a rickshaw. Come down to Rickshaws, Rickshaws if you need a rickshaw. Rickshaws, Rickshaws, Rickshaws. Rickshaws, Rickshaws. Rick Rickshaws, Rick Rickshaws, Rick Rickshaws. Rick 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 I'm Rick Shaw
1: <laughs> that voice man <laughs> man you... it's Rick Shaw it's just Rick Shaw <laughs> that's an example and that like that was just a, stu- a dumb idea I don't even know I mean I was probably on the internet looking at somewhere I saw a picture of a Rick Shaw and was just like oh wouldn't it be funny if a guy named Rick Shaw sold Rickshaws?" and that stemmed from that but here's another one a great business it's a um Kind of a one-stop shop. I think really good businesses are businesses that offer multiple services in one spot. This is why this guy does. uh, you probably heard of him. uh, Have you been down to Morgan's Mortgages in Smorgasbord? Oh, yeah, yeah. You've been there, right? Yeah. Oh, this is the commercial that I wrote for that uh, lovely uh, proprietorship. (laughs) Hi, I'm Morgan from Morgan's Morg, Mortgages & Smorgasbord. That's right, Morgan from Morg, Mortgages & Smorgasbord, the Morg, Mortgages & Smorgasbord guy. Why waste time going to three stores for all your Morg, Mortgages & Smorgasbord needs when you can come on down to Morgan's Morg, Mortgages and & Smorgasbord
3: and take care of all your Morg, Mortgages & Smorgasbord business in one stop. So next time you need to renew your mortgage, store a loved one, or eat a hearty meal, come on down to Morgan's, come down to Morgan's if you need a mortgage or a mortgage or a smorgasbord. Boop. Ah. <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: that's dope. <laughs> <laughs> pretty solid. Actually uh you just brought me back to I remember one of your bits uh you did uh you were talking about the uh, the show called Me and Me Moths. Yeah. And you had a whole jingle to that.
1: Right. Yeah, we actually filmed a small little pilot episode of <laughs> the sketch uh, a sketch crew. Yeah, it was um it's a show, it's a it was sort of a comedy show with a British feel, low budget, and uh, it's a guy named uh, well, it's a guy it's it's a lot like the show Friends, but it's about a guy and his friends, but his friends aren't people. They're moths. Moths. Never been done before. Name a show right now. Think of a show that centered around a guy and his moth, mothy friends. You can't think of one. Never no, been done. No. Untapped territory, right? Mm-hmm. Uncharted it could territory. Start a whole like genre. It's a whole thing. And yeah. want to know the best thing if you're a producer listening to this and you want to co produce it with me. Uh moths, they're like a dime a dozen. <laughs> Way cheaper than actors, right? Mm-hmm. so they're just like all they're, the all the background extras and all that like yeah the they're... unions don't like you because you're not employing uh human actors but you know the moths need work too right yeah so that but... would that that one was uh
3: <clears throat> me and me moths and me friends that's you doing the things me and me moths like to do oh we're having so much fun and we hope you are too it's time for me and me moths, it's time for me and me moths. And then it opens up, and he's like, oh, oh hi, hello, and welcome to me and me moths. I'm me, <laughs> and these are me moths. <laughs> on today's show, we're going scuba diving. Hooray!
1: And then the moths, they, they all get their scuba gear on, and they go in, and it's just like,
3: oh, no, they're drowning,
1: my moths. And it's just every episode, the moths die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. There's, there's something like so talented about you with the jingles like i i heard that like three and a half years ago and me and my girlfriend like we still quote like me (laughs) and me moss and like i randomly just get the pretty girl song in my head which we're gonna like clip in here or we're gonna have you play or something but yeah but like that's like amazing how you can just like tap and like find those beats to find the silly jingles like it's like preposterous shit but then you make it catchy right and then it just kind of sticks with people right. so like yeah it does stick yeah with beyond the comedy weird. too like you could probably like crush in that whole advertising world just
1: there they are people are waving outside us
3: yeah hello this is happening <laughs> You're on right the now show.
1: <laughs> if you if you yell if you can, yeah we're in a sound booth right now and people in the restaurant can't hear yeah.
0: us every um every two episodes uh there's always somebody who's, like comes to the window like once this window the crackhead just came up here and wow. started threaten my guests and that's it was great, it was though. lovely though no i love that i love chaos
1: yeah it's great yeah, <laughs> there's a also great. a
0: reason why i sit on this side because like it's so distracting i started fucking commentating
1: on everybody in the bar right so. Yeah, that, that was cool great. Now I'm movie. in the jingle mode. Yeah, it was all, yeah, yeah, we were all business before. So maybe we all business-y. should... Like, no, no, that's awesome. Like, I have a business side to me, but I also have this crazy, wacky, zany side. And a lot of people, they see me on stage and they have regular conversations with me. It's like, oh, he's a normal person. He's not always insane. No, I'm not <laughs> yeah. always insane. I have to be a normal person to be accepted into society to some degree.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's your... Uh... You're like whether it's like stand up or acting, like you fall into these characters. It's like somebody listens to gangster rap music, and right. wh- you're thinking like, why isn't this guy in jail? He shoots everybody. It's like no, right. it's like there's two sides to the every story, you know? Yeah, Fuck. Yeah, yeah.
1: But um, yeah, maybe. Uh, Can I do another jingle? Of course, yeah. So this is a jingle for here. This is something I've been po- postulating on for a long time. Is uh, do you own a bidet? I
0: don't. Do you unfortunately, know anyone who does. Uh, one.
1: It, are they Italian or Portuguese? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there's a market. Italians, they got tons of bidets. Europeans, they got a lot of them. But everyone else, we don't have them. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm thinking: We open a bidet store because there's no bidets or us. There's no bidet depot. Those things don't exist. You never heard an advertisement for bidets. You've never seen a an ad in a newspaper or magazine. You never seen it on TV. Never. And I'm so I'm like, where are they selling these? Things? Yeah, yeah. I want market. I'm gonna open a store. I think you can be my first franchisee. Okay, uh, it's called Bob's Bidets, and I'm gonna sell you on the jingle. Okay. And as far as jingles go, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, and then we'll discuss it. Afterwards. All right.
3: Yeah, lay it on me. Come on down to Bob's Bidets, cause with the bidet, you're always rim job ready. <laughs> <laughs> Bob's Bidets. <laughs>
1: Right, yeah, yeah. If you own a bidet store right now and you're not employing my jingle services, you're leaving a lot of bidet money on the table. That's what I can I'm imagine
0: that on the radio It's so catchy. They might make you can change you the, the rim word job? rim job, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't it could be anything. A rim, Depends, job, yeah, but
1: whatever. We don't need to be on radio. We can be on Sirius XM, or we can be on. You're literally be on a podcast mm-hmm. where there are no rules like this. You know, we mm-hmm. don't have to adhere to those kind of rules. Yeah, and even You're,
0: if we open our own bidet company and there is no Bob, we're using your jingle and we're going to pretend there's a Bob because right. that's a fucking exactly. good song, Bob's in bidets. my opinion.
1: Right. I mean, it could be Doug's bidets. Yeah. It doesn't have the same... I, <laughs> no, I'm, a of, good. I'm a fan of alliteration. <laughs> yeah. Bobby's bidets. Um, yeah, yeah. Someone was saying... Uh, someone was telling me it was... Um, I should do a spin-off thing that's uh, bidets for someone's birthday and call them B-Day's <laughs> I forget who was telling me that, but it's good, right? Yeah, and it's Bidets, like Bidets. You
0: get custom oh, ones for your birthday. Aunt,
1: Anto Chan, who's a stand-up comedian and and poet and uh, jack of all trades, really, and he's yeah. a great wedding MC. Um, yeah, he was saying that the other day. But the commercial continues, Sean. Yes. Hi, I'm Bob, fourth generation owner of Bob's Bidets That's right, folks. People have been trusting us to keep their bum holes clean for over a hundred years, and you know why. Why? It's because down here at Bob's, you just aren't any shitty arse. uh uh-uh, You're our <laughs> shitty arse. So next time you need a bidet, come on down to Bob's Bidets. And you know what? We guarantee you that that bunghole will be fit to eat off of. In fact, if you buy a bidet from Bob's and you take that bidet home and you feel that that cornhole's not 100% clean, bring that dirty arse down to one of our stores and let our staff know and we'll gladly lick that cornhole clean. <laughs> That's right, folks. With well, the Bosbadee's <laughs> clean bum guarantee, if pooper paper's ever sticking, come on down and
3: we'll do some licking. <laughs> I love Bob's it. I love how
0: Bob would personally lick your cornhole that's like uh just shows like how much how confident they are into their product
1: well he's a sole proprietor man you gotta kind of you gotta do it all when you're starting your own business yeah you know i'm gonna eat some yeah. asshole <laughs> yeah
0: it's amazing that's not why
1: he's doing it he's not <laughs> doing it for any sexual reasons he's doing it because he guaranteed that his products would take care of that uh that problem and he wants to deliver the goods Right? Yes. <laughs> I love Thank that. Thank you for laying love, those, love,
0: uh, j- those jingles on me. I, I love, love those. those.
1: It's yeah. one, one of my, like, uh, we, I used to joke with a few comedian friends, like, my, my resume is uh, goofy faces and stupid jingles is kind of like my, my wheelhouse yeah, yeah. type thing. And it's, uh, what was I going to say? Was I was going to say. Oh, and added to that is I have an amazing nutshot reel. I've been in so many sketches where I'm like it centers around between your balls, between my rap being my balls, and now like I probably have a good three to five minute reel of like <laughs> bona fide TV footage that's me at least playing a character getting hit in the nuts.
0: That's amazing. Is that's kind of like how you laid the foundation, though, if we right started it it all started with my like, balls. <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. I did a TV show called Almost Genius. That's. Uh, airs on cmt canada and i was in a sketch called uh the nut shot awards where it was uh a bunch of guys who had been hitting the nuts that were up for the like the nutsies or something like that um, <laughs> and then another one where i was selling nut balls which are sports balls that are specifically designed to hit you in the nuts and i was selling nut chucks <laughs> which are nunchucks. the chucks the exact specifications <laughs> of a regular nut chuck except specifically designed to do one thing Hit yourself in the nuts. Smack some nuts. And uh, what was it? Nut balls, nut chucks, and uh, there was an, oh, nut bikes was the other one. Same exact uh, specification as a mountain bike, but specifically designed to drive hard and blunt objects at your nuts. <laughs> that was a big part of that. I've I actually love it. Made, like, you are the ball guy. I've made like, mortgage <laughs> payments based on getting hit in the nuts. That's the kind of crazy career that I have right now. Man,
0: right? isn't life beautiful sometimes? Yeah. Thanks again to Lars for coming on the show. Uh, We're going to end with one more song. But like he said, if you're interested in any type of content creation and you happen to live in the city of Toronto, go to laughingvikings.com and he can help you out with that and even give you a free hour in his studio. Had a lot of fun tonight. As a guest, he knocked this right out of the park. And he's going to take us home with his baseball song.
2: Girth Radio.
1: It's spring training right now. Jays are down in Dunedin, but soon they're gonna be up in Toronto. And I think this is gonna be the year. You ready?
3: Oh, you got a diamond. And you got nine men. You got a hat and a bat. But that's not all, you got the good old sky, don't got it from spring until fall. You got a dog and a drink, the umpires call, what do you want? Let's play ball, I said, okay Blue Jays, let's play ball,
0: okay Blue Jays, let's play some
3: baseball, okay Blue Jays, let's play ball, what do you want? Let's play ball, right? Yeah. Feeling it. Yeah. I want to do this at the Skydome right now. So if you're listening and you're like, we
1: need to have this guy at the Skydome to pump up the crowd during the seventh inning, this is what I want to do.
3: Listen to this second verse. Okay, ready? Oh, is it a fly ball? or is it a seagull? Coming in from the lake just to catch the game. Oh, it's the last inning. The Jays, they are winning. Strowman's throwing down a hit or a strike. And you got no doubt, you're out. What do you want? Let's play some ball. Yeah. I'm feeling We're going to play some baseball. Here we go. I said, okay, Blue Jays, let's play ball. Okay, Blue Jays, let's play ball. Everybody. Okay, Blue Jays, let's play ball. What do you want? We're going to play some baseball. (laughs) I'm fired up for
1: baseball right now.